When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Mornings on SEN. This is about creating future history for our sport. The APL, since it came in, was committed to making positive change and making decisions for the long-term future of our game, and this is just another example of that. When you look at big events, it's about the pilgrimage. It's about you leaving your hometown and, and travelling to a destination to go and enjoy a game you love. Book your flights, book your hotels, stay with your friends. You know exactly where you're going to be on Grand Final Day. It is what everyone works towards. That was Danny Townsend and also Tara Rushton, just part of the promotion for the fact that uh, Sydney will host the grand finals in the W League and the A League for the next three years. Adam Peacock, Code Sports, SEN host, season traveller, everything, uh, joins us to discuss this story and a bit of World Cup as well. G'day, Adam. Jules, how are you? I'm good. Um, just looking at the initial reaction to this story, uh, with football fans, it seems to have gone down like a wrought iron kite. What's, what's the reaction been... Amongst the clubs. Like a what? A wrought iron kite. You know, that's a, that's a Tony Escott-ism. You and I don't know what that means. No one else will. Tony Escott, Caraman from Fox Footy. I thought that might have been a Sandy Roberts, oh my giddy arm type situation. But anyway, um, yeah, it's, it, well, it hasn't gone down well, and I probably agree with Esky there and, and your good self, uh, but it was always going to be that. Look, they knew it was coming. Um, uh, I got wind of this late last week, so we chucked it on the, the back page of the paper up here in Sydney today. I'm not sure where it is in the Herald Sun. It's probably near the classifieds, given it's not great news for the uh, for the Victorian clubs. Um, it's a big call. It's a massive call, and uh, I totally get. And first of all, most importantly, fans absolutely having the right to express their opinion, and it's pretty much one-sided this morning, especially from outside New South Wales, that... This ain't cool. This ain't the, the right decision. Um, look, the, the deals in the tens of millions, I've been told, that go into the clubs. Now, the clubs have made this decision. There's, there's a few layers to this that needs explaining. Um, New South Wales government went to the, the APL. The APL listened. I think the APL went out to tender and like did a few... Like, what about you, Victoria? You're interested. Mm-hmm. Got nothing back. So they went with New South Wales. It's in the tens of millions. And the club, and importantly, this is not like a super netball grand final where it's just, it seems like the, the clubs had a swifty pulled on them. This was in consultation with all the clubs, so they're they're the facts that we know. Mm. But you can you can take on the facts, and I'm sure a lot of Victory and Western United and, and City fans, particularly in Victoria, will take on all those facts and go, yeah, so what? This ain't right, and I totally get that as well. So aside from the money, and obviously money is important. What's the benefit of this decision? I mean, we've got a very... It's unusual uh, football in Australia that we have a final series and I guess part of the reward for being outstanding in the regular season is you get home ground advantage in the finals and if you're good enough to get through to the grand final, you get to host it. Uh, what are the benefits apart from the money in this, according to uh, those money, that have made the decision? Yeah, money's num- money looks like outside in uh, the number one and, and it probably, let's be honest, this decision doesn't get made without the money. However, uh, they've, the APL, their, their point of view is that they want a destination. They want an event 
feel to it. Now, a lot of people would argue you get that anyway by having it at the highest place finisher in the regular season hosting the grand final. You, you get that. We've seen that in Adelaide, Perth, Brisbane, Newcastle, Melbourne a few times, Sydney a few times. But that, they want a, they want to set it up as a week-long... I think they're looking, you know, grand in 20 years' time, looking back and saying, yeah, this, this we've made this into our Super Bowl weekend where it's a week-long celebration of the game. They'll have an all-stars game around it. That's mm-hmm. not confirmed yet. They'll have the, the best and fairest presentation, which they already do, uh, the, the Dolan-Warren medal. So they want to make it like an event, a destination for football fans to come. Um, Week-long turnaround to know that you're in a grand final, not great. I would have thought you'd need at least a fortnight for fans to plan and and get their travel arrangements in place at the last minute. I remember a few years ago, Melbourne Victory fans scrambling to get to Newcastle for a grand final. They got there in the end, but it wasn't easy because, like in the AFL grand final, the airlines just go the um, the gouge. Mm -hmm. So... They've got, to, they've got to ward against that. They've got to offer incentives for fans in terms of travel arrangements to come. Um, yeah, it's, there's, a few, there's a few things to happen, I think, before it t- makes total sense to fans. And, and, and again, I think the majority will still look at all those, those facts and look back and go, this is still wrong. So how important, we're talking to Adam Peacock from Code Sports, uh, of course, SEN host about this story that the A-League and W-League Grand Finals will be in Sydney for the next three years there's going to be so many eyes on this first one, Adam, and if it's not a big crowd, the optics aren't going to look good. No, absolutely not. And that, they're not dumb, these clubs. They would have realised that, look, if we end up with a Perth-Wellington, um, this ain't going to look very good at all. But in saying that, they had the grand final last year with Western United and they couldn't even pack out Amy Stone. No, that's a fair point. With two Melbourne, with two Melbourne clubs. So I, I think that's a little bit of the rationale. I mean, Western United's a, an outlier in terms of fervent fan support. That, that just hasn't worked at the moment in that regard. Maybe on pitch it has, but without it hasn't. But, oh, yeah, they, they've got the three stadiums to use. They've, they've got the 30,000, the 46,000 and the 80,000. So they can judge it on who makes it. So if two smaller teams make it, they'll have it at the 30,000 Combank Stadium. But, yeah, it's... Yep, keep going, mate. Sorry, mate. I'm, uh, <laughs> we, we could put a man on the moon and, and send things to Mars, <laughs> like Harry Kane's penalty, but we can't have a we can't get away from black spots in the middle of, uh, of the Sydney metropolitan area. Sorry about that, mate. That's all right, mate. Uh, how much of that did you get? No, no, you only dropped out for a couple of seconds, so all good. Okay, yeah. So no, it's a, it, I was just wrapping it up. It, it's a massive risk. A, a huge risk, but obviously one they're prepared to take. So you mentioned there it was, you know, it, it went to tender and the, and the clubs are in the process. Do we know if there was vigorous debate amongst the clubs? Did it have unanimous support? Do we know how sort of vigorous the debate got? That that will come out today, and that's what I'm I'm chasing today. So I'd imagine there was pushback. Absolutely, absolutely pushback, but. Again, these, these clubs, they're commercial enterprises. They're all privately owned. And then they would have gone, well, yeah, that's all good. And then they would have seen the end figure. And this wasn't... This isn't a figure that I, I, I'm led to believe is just creeping over 10 million. It was... Uh, it had a plural on it. So it's, you know, it's a pretty big deal. And the New South Wales, uh, I think it was the tourism minister, was quoted in the release saying um, that this, this will be worth $26 million to the New South Wales yeah. economy this year. So if they're doing that, and let's be honest, I mean, it, it is a meat market with sporting events now. 
lock it or lump it. I mean, if the AFL was offered half the sum to take the game to Perth, and I know they've got that 50-year thing with um, the MCG or whatever it is, there'd be a consideration from Mm. even AFL House. Um, NRL Grand Final just went through a tender process. They were talking about Brisbane all the time before it came back to Sydney. They eventually got what they want. They basically negotiated through the press. Uh, Grand Prix, Live Golf, uh, Australian Open. It's all tied to governments these days. And and football felt like, obviously the APL clubs felt like that they were maybe missing out in this regard and this is a good way to capitalise on it. Yeah, they're all fair points, absolutely. And this all comes during the World Cup. We've got a couple of juicy semi-finals uh, coming up. You mentioned Harry Kane's penalty before. I think an unselfish decision to save England from uh, penalty shootout heartache. Maybe that's a slightly biased opinion. But uh, what did you make of the quarterfinal action on the weekend? I mean, what Morocco's doing, Croatia beating Brazil, the Netherlands-Argentina game had absolutely everything. And the same yesterday. It was an amazing weekend. Great football, yeah, intense drama. And, and look, when you get to this stage um, and, and any cup final type scenario, the, the games in terms of beauty kind of not quite live up to the standard of maybe some of the other games yep. that we've seen so far. But in terms of drama, nothing nothing beats these these games at the pointy end. And here we had it with Brazil and, and Croatia. Brazil only have themselves to blame. I still, for the life of me and for the rest of time, I won't be able to work out how in the 117th minute, one nil up, they decide to be able to court. Be they leave themselves open to be caught in transition, four on four, mm. with Croatia going forward. It was just madness in terms of game management. Um, even England, England, France, like Harry Kane, um, not sticking up for your mate here, but he, he'll cop the brunt of it mm-hmm. for missing the penalty. But I mean, their three cent or their two central defenders allowed Giroud to just float around in the box for ten seconds and ball watch while Griezmann did what he wanted with the cross. That's what cost England. Um, but that, that game was really good, France-England, in terms of quality. But, uh, yeah, it's all set up nicely. So you've got the, the two rampant underdogs in Croatia and Morocco going up against the, the two teams that everyone expects to play in the final, Argentina-France. But as we've seen so far, absolutely zero guarantees. Is Olivier Giroud a criminally underrated player? I feel like when he was in the Premier League, he copped criticism, even though his record for Arsenal and Chelsea was pretty good. And even some of the French fans... Don't love him, but he keeps getting the job done. Absolutely criminally underrated. It's because, well, firstly, he's very good looking. <laughs> so people think that maybe he's just a poser. I'm, I'm sure it's part of it. Um, secondly, he isn't like your prototypical striker who's rapid or, you know, has got this beautiful style on the pitch. Um, he, he's, he's smooth enough. But what he is, he's an absolute presence and a pest in the 18-yard box. And for them to, again, I'll go back to that England defending, for them to leave him for 10 seconds to do what he wanted in position where he wanted was criminal. And it, it's cost them a, a World Cup semi-final. But um, he barely touched the ball in the game because he, he's just there to occupy a bit of space and attract attention to allow players like Mbappe and Dembele on the other side to be one-on-one. So he's... He's a master of positioning and a really, really underrated player. And, yes, I think everyone now realises the full value of Olivier Giroud. Yeah, something we'll never be criticised for, Adam, being too good-looking. Uh, just finally yeah. before we go, is it is it Argentina-France for you? Or given the way this World Cup's gone, as you just said, can you sniff an upset in one of those two semifinals? I can because 
firstly, France, Morocco. I expect France to get through just by weight of their quality, and also Morocco felt like that was a final against Portugal. They've got a few suspended. They've got a few injured. They're battered. They've, they've risen above everything. But for them, it's a derby. If you have a look through history about what's happened between France and Morocco, well away from football, you'll realise that this will mean more than just mm. a game of football to every single Moroccan on the face of the earth. So that brings Morocco back into the equation because emotion has been the great leveller of this World Cup. And, and this is on Arab land and Morocco feel that as well, even though they're, they're North African. Um, but I do expect France to get through because they've got a bit of quality. I think Griezmann's the key to everything. The other one, I reckon it's 50-50, mm. even with Messi on the pitch, because Argentina are good, but they're not great. And Croatia are good, but they're a great unit. So, yeah, I, I, I can see that one going all the way. Very, very close contest. So I'll say France and, I don't know, I, I might chuck up Croatia for the final. So we've got to repeat yeah. 2018. Yeah, unbelievable. And it's uh, so hard to win back-to-back World Cups, as we know, and uh, France, are, they're making a good fist of it for sure. Adam, thanks for your time. Understatement to say there's never a dull moment in football, internationally and domestically, and uh, you've probably got a big day chasing up some club reaction today, I would have thought. Uh, yeah, that and soccer Twitter is an absolute bin fire at the moment, <laughs> so that's, that's fun in itself. <laughs> Absolutely. Adam, once again, uh, thanks for your time. Cheers, mate.